Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, broadcasting from the horse capital of the world, Ocala, Marion County, Florida. In the studio with me, I've been talking to a a man that's rather famous. Uh, Actually, there's there's a road named after his dad, Bonnie Heath Boulevard. Most people have been down it, I'm sure. There's a bit more traffic probably on it than there was when his dad was in the horse business. Uh, Bonnie Heath from Bonnie Heath Farm. And I have Brian Cox from New Millennium Realty, who is helping me co-host the show, uh, jumping in with some good comments and questions. Um, we've been talking about needles. Uh, a really big part of how Ocala got its name uh, for breeding and training thoroughbred racehorses, uh, a huge big part of that. A little bit about him, his foldhood, and uh, his uh, his experience with too many needles, and uh, a cantankerous little guy fought his way back and uh, really, uh, really put Ocala in the history books. So we're kind of bringing that up to today, and and now you still have the farm and 19 horses or so. Uh, how do you see so many differences in growing up in the industry and the industry now? Yeah, your views of things change from your. When you're when you're adolescent and all that good stuff, but um, it's it's tough now. It really, really is tough. The expenses have gotten out of hand, I guess you'd say. Um, for example, a 50-pound bag of feed from when we bought our place in 2004 to now has doubled in price. Yes. Uh, and so the the numbers just are really, really tough. And when when I, we first came around, it was called a sport of kings. In the 40s and 50s, it was called the sport of kings, and we may be going back to that because of the of the economics. Now partnerships have come up, come online, and uh, they've done they've done well. Uh, they get a lot of people involved in the syndication. Uh, type. Yes, yes, yeah, and they have a lot of fun, and uh, it, it should be fun. Um, if, if it's not fun, then you should do something else. But uh, what we need to all understand in this business is that these are living, breathing animals. Yes. And they are to be treated as such. And, uh, Amen. And I'm not here to toot my horn, but we have for years put stickers on our jockey club paper <coughs> that uh, we will take our horses back. If they're ever in need of a home, we'll take them back. And we've had some calls. And we don't, you don't always get calls. I mean, um, uh, we actually had found one of ours in a, in a retirement home out in the Midwest. And we called them and they said, we said, why didn't you call us? And they said, oh, we don't do that. Which shocked me a little bit. Um, I don't know if that's self-perpetuation or what that is, but um, anyway, uh, we have an awesome responsibility. We breed these animals and we put them in the world and uh, the people that are on the other end don't always recognize that. The people that race them uh, tell the trainer, just get rid of it. And that's, that's, that's not good. No, that, no, that, it's I, not. I don't like that part of it, but uh, I'm not against racing. I love racing. I love racing. Um, and I know a lot of good people in the racing yeah. industry. And there we've are a lot a, of good folks. A lot of bad press in the last <coughs> month or so. With um, the Santa Anita. Over the a racetrack. And, and uh, uh, 
we need to focus on the good stuff. Yes, there's a lot of good. And, and correct, correct about it. I'm not yes. saying this bad stuff doesn't happen. happen Can I ask you, do you think the track needs to come up and be replaced? I, I, I don't do. know. Um, I've had some conversations with various and sundry people. I, I noticed we had, we had a horse that we bred that won the uh, San Carlos we could go Saturday, uh, St. Joe Bay, Florida bred, seven-year-old. Nice. So he's a, he's a sound old boy. And we saw him last summer. His legs are cool and clean as when he was a two-year-old. That's wonderful. And he's had 35, 36 starts, whatever it is. But he won that race on Saturday, a week ago Saturday, uh, seven furlongs, grade two. Uh, 124, just a hair over 124, which in the old days, he'd have gotten beat 15 lengths. In, 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 in <laughs> right. you know, that track was so fast out there, yeah. it always was. But uh, he won by three lengths. I mean, he just galloped. And uh, so it's, they've done something to it. Um, but I've had conversations with David Earl, like I said, that rode needles. And David's take was that Dave was a jockey in the 40s and 50s. And he said in those old days, he said they didn't go in and cut or put a base under tracks. They might have put clay or compacted some dirt or whatever, but they didn't come in and put a lime rock base and, and the kind of things that we do nowadays are worse. But um, he said that wasn't an issue. And plus horses had winners off. Right. Most of them had the winners off. Needles between 11 starts as a two-year-old and going on the derby trail as a three-year-old had time off couple months. Yeah, nice to rest them. Yeah. Give them a little time to just be a horse and yeah. turn them oh. out and let them relax. Dr. Green. Dr. Green is so good. Turn them out. Yeah, yeah. that's the way to do it. Yeah. And you're right, that's lacking a little bit. But, yeah. you know, in 2011, they actually uh, tore up uh, Santa Anita and they redid the clay underneath because it had settled so much yeah. that it had packed down and got too hard. Mm -hmm. And they pulled it up at a section at a time. And my thoughts are 12 or 14 inches of rain in a short period of time. I'm wondering if all <coughs> underneath settled again and, and that clay got really really tough I mean that's just what I'm thinking yeah. it's you know eight years ago they did it and and maybe that needs to be done again yeah I, I, I don't know I wish um, whatever it is they'd fix it because I love horse racing yeah. and I love so many people in the horse racing yeah. industry that are such good people who really <coughs> adore their horses well, and this is just a thing that's giving it, what happens you know, is you get groups and I will name will not name names but you get these groups that are animal people that are animal rights people and they come in they don't know diddly squat about horse racing no, or thoroughbred animals or, or anything no and they're but they're just screaming at the top of the lungs and they think that we're making these horses run they love running they want to do it oh they <laughs> love it american yeah. pharaoh hated when he was taken to oh, yeah. you could see it in his face he yeah. just wanted to run he yeah. loved to run yeah. i i saw him right after he won the triple crown and i fed him a whole bag of baby carrots and that yeah. boy was ready to go and do it again and let me tell you I've told this story before I arrived at the barn and I had regular carrots and Jimmy Barnes looked at the regular carrots you know regular full-length carrot and he goes oh no 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 <laughs> thank you I will give those to the pony horse or somebody um he has to have baby peeled um, organic carrots um, and so he goes and gets a bag of baby carrots and comes back and this is Bob Baffert's assistant trainer you know, yeah. he has to have baby peeled yeah. carrots you know and people give the thoroughbred industry such a bad rap and a bad name they have no idea yeah. I am telling you I have been in the backside of almost every track and everywhere I go the people are so I mean are there some bad apples yes of course there are there are in every sport in every line of work in everything in all horse competitions you're going to come across the ones that do things that you don't like because sure. that's that's yeah. life that's everywhere sure. but in the thoroughbred industry I have found more loving kind 
people both locally and across the entire country who absolutely adore their horses and take better care than I've seen in many other disciplines so I think that the Santa Anita thing is is tending to give the thoroughbred world a bad name and like you said the activist groups no names mentioned will jump on that bandwagon and start to say oh oh the, th the thoroughbred racing world's terrible blah 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 and it's really it's not true you know it's, it's not and there's always plenty of guilt and shame to go around and and they'll find it. That's what they're looking for. That's yeah. What people find. Well, well, and you know, just like any sport, and even outside the sports world, anything in general, you have. There's so many good people in it. And there are. let's talk about this. You know, just let's say we're talking about horses. There's so many good people. Oh yes. And so many good parts, but it just take a couple little negatives, and then, you know, and then and yes. they focus on the negatives when there's so. Just we're talking about American Pharaoh. We were at the farm watching JV kiss kiss the horses and yes. you know and just Nuzzle all over them all the time yeah. you, you know and that goes on in so many you know so many bar, barns so and stalls true. across the country and there's and there's a few little negative things here and there you know and 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 then you know and then that's what's in the spotlight and that's just not that it, it's just it's just it's not true. good. I mean you talk about American Pharaoh wanting to run. I mean oh yeah he had to have a bad job now. Bring us yeah. up to, to kind of to the point now where Needles um, in 2000 he got in into the Hall of Fame. Finally. Yes. You know, that, that went on that longer took a long than it time. should have. I, I, I don't know why. He, he should have been put in a long time ago, but but he did. He is He's now in the Hall of Fame, and that's where he belongs. Yes, and an honorary member of the Ocala Chamber of Commerce. Very, you're, I work yeah, there, you know. I remember, I remember, I remember <laughs> he the, should be listed in our directory. Yeah, I remember coming to the stud barn. He had a plaque from, in front of the stall, and, and uh, yeah, he, he was. i tell you something else funny that happened. When he first, I don't know, first couple of years, I guess he went to stud, uh, the crew goes to lunch, and, they come back from lunch, and there is a couple that has come in the front gate, set up a picnic lunch in his paddock, and he's in there. <laughs> you, know, you, got, you got a breeding stallion, breeding thoroughbred stallion there, and these bozos are out there having a picnic lunch. And it, needles probably had, but nothing happened, but... but uh, it's a strange world we live in. It is, you're yeah, right. Yeah. And how nice that he was a stallion here. Yeah, yeah. Right was, here was. in at the farm in Reddick and, and yeah. able to... Well, he wasn't in Reddick. He was at the, the old farm was, oh, was, was where, uh, before you came to town, was uh, where Dillard's is. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can't even imagine a farm like that. Yeah, oh, I know. So, so you said Dillard's? Dillard's. Yeah. yeah, yeah Dillard's. So, so when we moved to Ocala, we, my mom's sitting over here, we moved to Ocala in 1977, and yeah. the... Paddock Mall was a cow pasture. There was no Paddock, paddock Mall. Can't even you, imagine. The farms used to be farther in town, yeah. you know. That's yeah, incredible. And then as they started to expand, you know, amazing. Yeah, we were different. way out. We were five miles out of yeah. the country. We were the country kids. And he yeah. was a very popular <coughs> stallion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, they said he sold more Florida real estate. Yeah. Any Brian might be getting close. <laughs> there's a there's a couple of uh, books that are worth reading that you could get them at the uh, FTBOA Florida Thoroughbred Breeders and Owners Association, and uh, they're both written by Charlene Johnson, and one's called Cent uh, Florida Thoroughbred, and then the sequel is called Central Florida Thoroughbred, and there's a tremendous amount of history, great pictures. Uh, pictures of Neil when he's supposed to be training and he's kicking and he's being, you know, being whatever he is. He used to be able to pull his tongue. He, he loved to have his tongue pulled. And, and you go to the stud barn and he, he'd stick his old tongue out and of course he tried to bite you after a while. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't vicious, but he, it was just a game he played. He was always up to stuff. So he, amazing. He died at uh, 31. Wow. 1984. 
Wow. And they're doing an interview with Dad and Dudley one time uh, after Needless had been retired from the breeding show. I think he bred till 25, maybe something like that. And a couple of years later, they're doing a, an interview and they asked Dudley, well, well uh, is, is he still breeding? And Dudley looks at him, Dudley's just dry. He says, he says, I don't know about Bonnie, he says, but the horse quit. <laughs> <laughs> he said the horse quit a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> What a, what a, you got a second for a story about those two guys? Yes, yes. Wonderful. Something you don't see in today's world is loyalty that those guys have. And they're drilling oil wells in southern Illinois, southern Indiana in the late, early 40s during the war. And they're allowed to stay and drill their wells because they're in the oil business. They need the oil. Well, my dad, they're in Evansville, Indiana. My dad's walking between two parked cars and a buddy of his doesn't see him and backs one car and crushes my dad's left calf. Bone. I mean, just it was awful. And they take him to the hospital in Evansville, and they're going to take his leg. Got to take your leg. Got to take your leg. Not taking my leg. Not taking my leg. Put him in an ambulance. Take him to St. Louis, which today is probably three and a half, four hours. I don't know what it was back then. Get him to St. Louis because my mother had heard about some really good doctor at Barnes Hospital. Saved his leg. He's in the hospital almost a year. And but Jack Dudley was working for my dad at the time, and he was his tool pusher. And Jack stepped up, ran the whole operation, the whole drilling operation. I don't know how many rigs they had going, probably two or three. And Jack ran the whole shooting match. And when my dad got out of the hospital and got back to work, they, they made, made him, you know, he was a partner and became partners for life. So, that, you don't see that. No, you don't. No, you're right. No, not I in today's that. world. No, no, That's wonderful. No, you, you're right. yeah. How incredible. Yeah, it was uh, a different, different world. Really. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that, where a handshake was, yeah. was good enough. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what's crazy is, you know, I said I got my mom sitting over here, so I, my dad grew up in that era, but I always felt like even, even recently, like I always felt like, like I was made to grow up during that era because that's the way I was raised, that's how our, you know, how our morals were and standards, and you know, I would have loved to have grown up in that era because that's, I know, it's just too. how, you know, the world's so different, you know, these days, you know. It's, I, uh, I, I, we got to close. We got to close out this segment, but we got another segment coming up that we're we're going to do uh, with Bonnie. But I want to read this paragraph. Um, the horse, Needles, for his part, was perfectly suited for public relations. About three or four days before he died, a group of school kids went to see him. Herb told the Daily Racing Form in 1984, he was always a ham around crowds. There were 10 or 12 of the kids and they all had cameras and took pictures of him. He posed and when they left, he stuck his head out of his stall as though to ask, where are you going and don't you want to take any more pictures of him? <laughs> and that was just three or four days before he passed away that in 84. So what a guy cantankerous tough yep. uh, incredible racehorse and right up until very last few days of his life a real personality yes, coming back in just a few minutes on the horse talk show presented by Peterson and Smith equine hospital stay with us